and uh, wanted to go check in with the uh, with the fam. And the little girl wanted to be picked up, so I picked her up, and Aww. she immediately started to try and lick me on the face. <laughs> I was like, That's "No, kind of adorable." I was like, "No, we don't do that." <laughs> I mean, maybe in your family. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a quarter Sicilian, so I mean, we get all huggy and kissy and everything, but that's a little bit too far. That's exactly why I'm all about that life. <laughs> too, too far is the motto. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Tend to push it as far as you can. Yeah, she gets so funny because I'll I'll reach in and like try to give her a smooch on the cheek and whatever, and then she like takes her hand and she goes, "I wiped it off." I was like, "Great." Oh. This is the daddy daughter bonding that I am looking forward to right here. That's how you do it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Now we were uh, we were working today and prepping for some nerd games. Nerd games? Like what kind of nerd games? Uh, Hero Kids. Hero Kids. It's a pen and paper RPG. Ah, so you got character stats. Is there a D twenty I mean, involved? Yeah, <laughs> um, they're mostly D six. The particular system that we have, uh, okay. uh, I have it because they had a they had a deal on. They did a deal on it on Drive Through RPG a, maybe a year or two ago. And they had like basically everything in the system was for like thirty bucks for Christmas or something like that. Nice. And so you got like the core rule book, and then like I don't know, it's like twenty adventures, Liz. There's so yeah, many. there's a ton of stuff. There's like a Christmas adventure. There's there's all sorts of things. Yeah, and so we got it to kind of like be a soft way to get Irma in. Yeah, to learn gaming. After this, and I don't want to get her. I, I want to get her to start playing Grim. It's <coughs> a little bit more complicated. Yeah, that's well. That's a little bit more like this is like it's an RPG, but they've got like levels of rules <coughs> to kind of make it easier for like real young kids. Like I think technically in the book it goes as low as four. Hmm. Okay. Um. But like today we were cutting out pieces and things like that. So, so like you have like your little. You have your maps, and you can kind of see where the things are on the map. And so, like, all of your enemies that you've got, like, little stand-ups for. Oh, okay. I got you. So it's got, like, a miniature a miniature element to it for that. Liz went and got a, got a bunch of pages printed up for it today. Yeah. Which, it makes sense, because, like, I'm sure it's difficult for kids to sort of visualize things. Yeah. That much and, like, true. once she's... Once once she starts getting used to like the level of play for this, then we can start working on Grim, which is not quite D and D, but a little bit more advanced than this is. Get a little bit down into the weeds on that one, huh? Yeah, and then event event eventually, like we'll get to uh, play some World of Darkness. Mm-hmm. I mean, so really throw about them. Yeah, really throw them into the deep end. Let's just go Warhammer forty k on them. <laughs> All right. We ain't got that kind of money. Uh, well, there's that. It's like, okay, now we get a bunch of pewter miniatures, a whole bunch of paint. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> the time involved in setup for that, I can't even imagine. Uh, I speak from experience. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. A lot. I, was, I always wanted to get into it. It was just too fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not cheap by any, by any means. Like, you're, you're going to sink a lot of money into a decent army. Yeah. Uh, like, as I had a neighbor... Uh, when I was a teenager who got really into it and we got into it too, because we saw him like, you know, primering up his, uh, his miniatures one day 
And uh, I was like, how, how much is all this? And he's like, uh, I think I've got about $600 in this army, you know, which today would be like 800 bucks. So it's like, it's, that's a lot. And I mean, that's, that's, that's not even, a, that's not even a giant army. That's right. pretty small. Cause it's, yeah. Like, so if you get some of like the bigger, like some of the bigger items are fucking like 200 bucks. Yeah. Like you get like the catapult things like a hundred or some shit like back in the day. Like it's, they're not enough. It's cheap. Yeah. yeah. Can can you just 3D print that stuff now? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, you can. In fact, there's a whole bunch on GitHub about uh, all the little files. Nice. You have a 3D printer? I do not. I need I need to get on the stick. I need to get one. Mm, don't we all? <laughs> 3D printer go burr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we have a. Uh, I, I know I know a guy who does like home maintenance. And the only thing that he uses his 3D printer for is printing up those cheap Sears uh, plastic parts for appliances. Hmm. That's so, kind of hilarious. Yeah, so it's like saves him weeks on end because he's not having to order a part. He just prints it up and then just takes it. And he already knows which ones break the, the most often. So, <laughs> And it's always some kind of like cheap little plastic part that's like $20 <laughs> and he's got to wait for it. But Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, we uh we got a friend of ours who's real into the three D printing scene. Those aren't inherently the things that he prints. We'll just say though. <laughs> you may we print some things that any. might make someone's face melt. Who knows? I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it might make their brain melt more than their face, but that's another matter entirely, I suppose. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So, what are we talking about today, bud? Uh, you know, I kind of figured, uh, parenting in this, uh, crazy world that we find ourselves in. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do a, we're going to do a forced promotional episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you guys are changing the, uh, the mood and the, uh, and the backdrop yeah. of the, uh, peace freaks. So, uh, go ahead and tell everybody what you plan on doing. Uh, n- not a whole lot different, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think most of what we're doing is just deciding who we're actually for. I mean, we've had difficulty when we were when we were a, mu- a libertarian music podcast. It was way easier to kind of just decide your audience. Yeah. Um. Then that wasn't working out great because people just you know only have so much brain brain space for that. And libertarians are like, no, nah, let's talk politics and stuff. Yeah. And then. uh you know, we kind of went from there. Like, I don't know. We've been going since we changed to Peace Freaks. We're what? How many episodes deep in that list? Like, um, thirty or forty, something like that. Um, we just really have never quite defined what we are. Pseudo pop culture. Like, I've I've had episodes where I just defined episodes that were talking about my midlife crisis. Yeah, <laughs> that and, was a whole series. And honestly, those were fun. Like, I like those episodes. Uh, as it turns out, you know, we we had we had um cue the abolitionist on and talked about his family and stuff like that and i'm probably most at home talking about my family uh and it kind of became apparent when we you know the coup hit that oh shit we should probably like take some stock of our life and do some things differently and we've been doing that and it's been working out well <clears throat> and you know when we're we're sitting here trying to figure out what we're gonna do with the show, where are we gonna move forward? Like what what's 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 what do we wanna do with this, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, why don't we just 
but let me just talk family. Like, let's let's talk about how we're we're, we're getting through life. Or when we talk to other people, how they're getting through life. Let's let's find people that have things that are help make our lives easier. You know, just 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 generally be for the people that uh, I think can get the most out of it. And you know, like it's the stuff that we're going to be researching anyways. You know, we can talk yeah. homeschooling. We can talk, uh, you know, finances. We can talk about whatever the hell we want relationships uh, it, it kind of opens things up but kind of narrows things down at the same time yeah yeah and if it, you're right. bringing along everybody else for the ride you know that's uh that just makes it easy sure i mean I'm, we're probably getting rid of the i don't i don't i'm not gonna think of us as explicitly libertarian show anymore either but um in the same vein like i think i think i think the values are still going to be present in there and that's that's the important thing. If we can low key convince a bunch of other people to live an agorist life that they don't know that they're doing it, then by all means, let's do that. Yeah. Trying to get it in there through the culture is, is one thing. That's a, one thing I do like about our little show anarchy and spaces. We're not really getting into the weeds of, you know, how this show works in a, in a libertarian viewpoint so much, but, uh, you know, it's just fun when to kind there. of talk about it. Yeah. We, we'll, mm. we'll, we'll reference some Rothbard and some Mises in there. Every now and then. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, it's the politics of German to the show, but it's also a fun show. It's yeah. Out yeah. there. It's me either. Um, I know. Liz, what, are, what are your thoughts on the whole transition? Um, well, no, I, I, I was going to say, yeah, I think that might almost work better. Um, mentioning stuff like in the anarchy in space you're talking about. Um, because then people can go look it up because they're interested. Yeah. And so then you get the people who are interested in that and are looking it up on their own. Um, as far as peace freaks, uh, that's kind of where a lot of my energy goes is researching things for the house and for homeschooling and for the family. So, you know, this kind of gives me an opportunity to uh, leverage some of the actual knowledge that I have uh, into the show. Whereas before, like, I have opinions, I have, you know, things that I like, but I couldn't really, you know, kind of use that. So I'm excited about that part of the show and yeah also just being able to to relate to more people i think will be pretty cool well and my and my big key is, is like i don't want to change up who we are at all right like I mean, it's they're still going to have the weird me trying to get overtly sexual with our guests right because like, that's and, and making <laughs> them feel awkward um my, my real premise is like i don't want another martha stewart fucking family well, yeah. show. like i want to i want a family show for fucking weirdos you know people like me <laughs> you know I, I I keep coming back to it. it's my favorite favorite phrase I've ever said. It's punk's not dead; it's homeschooling. Yep, <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about things. Like the the way to really be different out there is to go and fucking lead a great life. Um, I I I was thinking to myself the other day while driving around. It, it was uh, you know, exceptional people raising exceptional families. You know, I want the people that are just fucking different. They don't fit in the box. They're just something else. And I don't really care w- what makes you outside of the box. But, you know, those people tend to have things a little more difficult than others. And so I want to try and help empower them to be able to go out and do the best they can. You know, if, if the best you can is living off grid, you know, do that. If the best you can is you want to be a Fortune 500, you know, father or some shit, like find a way to make it happen. <laughs> I want to give everybody the best I can to empower them. Yeah, I think you had a pretty good tagline, though. A family show for weirdos. I think yeah. That works. There you go. Yeah, it's the idea. 
I mean, dude, you, when you listen to a parenting podcast, dude, there's like no. they're always attached to a mommy blog, and they're so they they tend to be very mommy bloggy. Yeah, <sighs> mommy bloggy. That's a new verb. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's it's a thing. There is a certain vibe, it, it, and it came up because I was trying to you know get more into designing stuff posts for instagram and whatnot and so i'm doing the thing that i see people doing and, and nick's like yeah no i don't think that's what we're going for because like there's so much of that already that's not yeah. us i mean regardless it's just not us yeah oh absolutely she's trying um, to like make frilly pictures of flowers and right <laughs> right and i'm like no 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 i want my black and gold and whatever we're, we're gonna look like we're we're an old flyer for a punk show that's what i want yeah, that, that does fit us better. So I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, there you go. So it's uh, it's, a, it's another tough thing, especially 2020 is kind of exposed to us all. It's like, uh, you know, yeah. the world is a is a dangerous place. And I think we've let normalcy bias get to the get to the better of us. So, I mean, yeah. seeing the well, stuff with the Corona and just recently with the Kenosha, Wisconsin thing. So it's uh, it, it's nuts out there. Well, and in that same vein, like I kind of want to be a sense of normalcy in all of that, because for a lot of people who are just kind of weird to begin with, like you're realizing that maybe the world's not as safe as it was for people, especially when and when you're an outsider, it's less safe than it is for the normal person. Right. Mm-hmm. It's when it's harder, when it's harder for you to hide. And I, I'd like to kind of be a beacon to the people that are finding it difficult to hide and finding it difficult to go with the flow right now and say, Hey, there, there's others out there like you. And we're kind of, we're, we're, we're not giving up who we are, but we want to, we want to find a, a safe place for us. Right. Build and then maybe Childerberg Town. It. Yeah. Childerberg Town. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. really, really, really. We're just turning our entire podcast into like a, a, a promo for Childerberg Town. <laughs> I haven't told Jake this yet, but like that's going to be the end result. Like it's just it's just the beginning of the funnel, right? Yeah, allegedly nice. he and uh, Carr have been looking at property. So I I can verify that I have had photos sent to me of properties. Nice. I'm com- <laughs> I'm completely out of the loop and all that stuff. I I just know that it's going on, but uh, nobody like I'm sends a DM. With it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you'd have gotten those pictures too if you hadn't pulled yourself out of that fucking conversation where with me and uh me and jake oh is that what happened as i as i left the dm room <laughs> you you let you you left the dm that we were in with us and he sent me the pictures after you were out ah okay i got you <laughs> he, he got he got sick of getting all of jake's middle of the night dms about about fucking the expanse well well, is that in the uh, the Star War, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation stuff? And I was like, uh, I'm just, I'm, rather than mute this, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't want to wake up to that? Nah. What? No, nah, it's it's bad enough. I had to turn off all the notifications on my phone, anyways, because it's just it's getting it's ridiculous. I got rid of Facebook on my phone. I I, I visit it on my computer when I need to do something. Yeah. So all I do. It's like Foodbook. Like I'll check I... in like once a week. I was like, okay, guys, what what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I log in at night to see if Anarchy Bar is happening. Not much about it. I keep hearing about it. I have yet to actually log in. So it's a uh, it's fun. Uh, Gary was there last night. Me and Gary usually fight. <laughs> he, he thinks I'm a conspiracy theorist. Oh, oh, not as bad. I as I mean, the... I can show I can show him the documentation on everything. <laughs> not as I bad was, as the Q people asking. or the 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 Russian 
puppet stuff. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I was driving in a car with a Q person yesterday. Oh, oh boy. Oh god. I'm pretty sure the, the. I'm pretty sure the guard I had was was Q. I don't know. <laughs> he he's he's he was definitely more on the anarchist side of things. Like he doesn't like anyone in government, but but he had a. He really did have some of those like obsessed with pedophiles moments. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've got a family member that's big into the Q stuff, and uh, we're like, I was like, you, you you realize this is just nuts and crazy, right? So, you know the 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 level of uh, indictments, the the number of them keeps going up, and uh, legal man on uh, Monica Perez even pointed out is like, okay, so who's going to the building and sealing all of these documents? Like yeah. it's up to like one hundred and seventy thousand of them now. I was like, this is a full time job just doing this. People are going to talk about yeah. this, you know. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like it draws attention from like where there are actual things going on, right? Like it, I was reading something about like in Georgia, they had like what there was thirty five. Yeah, it was 30, like thirty something odd kids in a trailer, you know. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't thirty odd kids in a trailer. It was a whole bunch of different stings that went on, <laughs> and gotcha. like they all. They all coalesce it into this one. Like they make it seem like, oh, they they broke into this building and there are thirty eight kids there. No, it was part of a greater operation. And mm. throughout all of the places that they found kids, they yeah, okay. they had thirty eight kids. <laughs> and that's the problem. It's like when it, when 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 we start start degrading the level of information. Like I do, you could maybe it is as bad as people say. You know, with the in the in the Q crew, and you know, there's just a hundreds of thousands of kids go being trafficked but like that's the thing like they, they fucking ruined the word tra- sex trafficking because immediately you think there's they're moving kids right but they also use sex trafficking to talk about fucking prostitution yeah like so none of the they, their favorite thing to do in government is just make sure that words don't have any fucking meanings yeah it's and what a, do you do with that yeah that's that's a that's a shitty thing that uh media has definitely done uh they were talking about this one girl staging a like a fake abduction on OnlyFans, and they were like trying to get to the bottom of like who's putting her up there. It was like some abusive boyfriend. It's always that. You know, it's like, well, maybe she decided to open up an OnlyFans by herself. You know, hmm. <laughs> like it was her choice to do this. You know? And then she said, "I don't want to do this anymore," and then stopped doing it. Right. <laughs> like you don't know. I mean, a bunch of shit went down this week on OnlyFans, thanks to a former uh, YouTube personality, or former, mm. former Disney personality. Oh, a former Disney yeah. uh, person got on there? Uh, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, Bella Thorne got on there and like promised nudes for like a $200 pay-per-view. Okay. And mm. then 200,000 people said, yeah, we want that. Yeah. And then they didn't get it. Well, that's shitty. And and so <laughs> yeah. you have an insane number of chargebacks. Uh oh. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, which is fine if it's just you know whatever. Her number one that I can tell you right now from a, someone who's worked with credit card companies, that's fucking an insane hassle. Like you don't even be not understand the amount of work that goes back goes into chargebacks. Like yeah. when they happen, they're yeah. fun for nobody involved. Yeah. Um, you take that aside, but now now OnlyFans has implemented new rules. Like, they they limit what you can charge for a pay per view. <laughs> okay, I think it's I think it's down to like fifty bucks. Like, you can't like have high high quality content. Like, if you have something you want to charge a ton for, you can't do it. Well, that sucks. Um, 
Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're now they're now they're jumping in because of this. They fucked over like they fucked over sex workers on on their income. Worse than that, that used to be. I think that they would they'd be able to get their money at the end of the week, like their their payout. Yeah. Now their payouts is going to take twice as long. Thirty, 30 days. Now, oh. Now they have oh. now they have to wait a month to get paid for what they fucking do. Yeah, that's crazy. All because some fucking dumb bitch, Disney fucking person, goes on there and fucks up the whole thing. Uh, it's not my cue, obviously. And she probably plan. and she probably had some I probably had some ideological reason for doing it, and you know, wanted to fucking trap thirsty boys and fuck with them. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's a great it's a, it's a great a troll, great, and you just fucked up an entire industry for some people. Yeah, people you've never like, even met, you know. Yeah. Yeah. More importantly, people I'm sure that she never would meet. True. You know, it's it's just frustrating. Like people just can't mind their own fucking business. Uh, it was uh pretty funny. I it was uh somebody had posted an image of uh Benjamin Franklin's first coin. It didn't say "In God We Trust." It said "Mind Your Own Business." <laughs> that sounds like something Ben would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, "In God We Trust." "In God We Trust" is not, not, not like uh been there very long. Yeah, all that shit happened in the fifties. Yeah, because they were uh, that was part of the whole commie scare. Like they're afraid of commies taking over, and so we're gonna find faith in God, and that's gonna protect us from them. Mm. Yeah, I just thought it was. Are you really aware funny. of that, Liz? I've heard a couple of different versions of that theory, but yeah, I I knew that it originated in the fifties. I I never really, you know, <laughs> completely bought the whole um, godly nation thing like I, I realize some of the things that America's done have been probably working in their favor and could be viewed in a religious lens but I, I never really believed that that was the, the whole aim of the whole thing from the beginning I mean call me a uh, skeptic I guess uh, I believe the term is godless heathen um. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> keep hearing that gee she's the one that actually believes in him so I do <laughs> go figure uh I've said it before. It, which, I'm way, a deist. This, this, I believe in a God, but it's probably not what is being presented to us. You know, you're just being trendy. You're like <laughs> Jefferson was a deist, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like 1700s <laughs> trendy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And this is actually one of the other reasons like I'm, I'm looking forward to a forward or the format change on the show is because like I, ever since the beginning, like it's like I want Liz to talk more, and, and everybody on the show wants Liz to talk more, and all of the people that listen to the show want Liz to talk more. So eventually, I guess I just had to break down. as all right, fine. I'm gonna make a show about shit that Liz can talk about. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I'm just, you know, honestly. I was about to say during this, uh, she's she's talked quite a bit. So more that's that's the whole plan is just to get her out of her shell. Yeah. I'm getting there. I, honestly, I've made a lot of progress, but um, yeah, no, I'm excited about uh, possibilities. Yeah, play the role of extrovert until you actually are one. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, that was that was the whole when we were doing the introvert musician. That was kind of the whole point. Like, you, yeah. you can learn to have people think you're type A personality without yeah. being a type A person. Eventually, you just get so good at playing the character that no one can tell the difference. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was uh, cursed with being an extrovert from birth, so. <laughs> no <laughs> i'm definitely not i was uh i had a running joke there with uh anthony samaroff he was uh posted something on facebook one day about uh people who you know uh with social anxiety disorder and everything it was like i'm an extrovert i'm pretty sure i caused that in some of the introverts around <laughs> <me."> <laughs> right. 
I actually really want to get Anthony on the show to talk about all that stuff because I was listening to him on Tom Woods the other day and the episode that he did there, and there was a lot of that that resonated with me, um, like the feelings that even he went through. It's like, God, that does sound right. Like, you know, I, 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 I kind of crave being in front of people, but at the same time, like, I hate everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's so, that? What's that guy's name from uh, the movie Clerks? He's like, uh, I hate people, but I love crowds. Yeah. Well, no, I can tell you this. So, from from a performance standpoint, um, crowds are awesome because it's there's no way to personalize. Uh, right. If you're in a room full of five people, you all know that you're there. Yeah. If you're in a room full of 500 people, nobody gives a shit about anyone else. Right. Like, because there's no way to process all that information. So you just kind of deal with what you deal with. If you want to be anonymous, you can very easily be anonymous. Yeah. Um, it's it's way more difficult to deliver a speech to 10 people than to 5,000. And I can tell you that completely firsthand because I've done both. Yeah. You know, you're you're up there in front of thousands of people. No, It's not like you can look in anyone's face and see how they're feeling about you. Right. Mm-hmm. If you've got a handful of people in a room – they're all looking directly at you and you have the ability to see everything that they're thinking on their faces. Right. Yeah. That's what I said. And you know, when I was doing a standup, you know, you have a spotlight in your face. I can't see anybody's face except for the people in the front row. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that was the only difficult part was like looking it was like, Oh, I see that joke's not landing with that guy right there. Right. And you could just have an asshole in the front row is ruining it for everybody else by giving off bad signals, you know? Yeah. True. 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 But then you hear the, the laughter hitting the back of the room and then coming back towards the front. And then he's like, okay, now just fuck that guy. He's. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about the stand-up thing. Just oh, man. Like, it just seems like, oh, great, another fat white guy doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, going through that, it was like, uh, oh, here comes another white guy trying. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's crazy. Did it feel like that to you when you did it? Yeah, I got uh, I did a whole bunch of open mics and then I had a few paying gigs, but then, uh, you know, they don't pay enough to pay bills. So I had to stop doing it. That was in the yeah. early 2000s. And I was like, uh, I was like, man, I really want to keep doing this. But, yeah, <laughs> finances have other have other plans. Have you ever thought about trying something different with it? Like, you know, I don't know, taking it to the podcasting world, starting a comedy cast. <laughs> I try to interject uh, humor into my uh, podcast a little bit here and there, but uh, I don't know. I, I never hear back, so I don't know if my jokes are landing or not. But uh, mm. except for when I have uh, crowdfunded government on, because then I'll know my jokes are working. Either that or he's, he, he's a really easy laugh. I don't know. Nice. Um, he, he, so I was talking to somebody about him last night, actually. They had him on. They said it was the weirdest situation they've ever had with a guest. I'm I'm so excited to poke the bear with him. Yeah. He's a... Uh, He's, an odd He's having a rough go of it right now. Yeah, he his whole uh, let's dissolve the third party. Uh, well, well, I think his whole his rough go of it is is because he realized, oh shit, what's what good's crowdfunding when they're just going to print the money anyways? <laughs> exactly. Mm. Like, there's no way around this. So apparently, that's never going to work. Right. Uh, let's just try and take over a party, which I think is what everyone thought back in the '70s. So I think you're just waiting for him to catch up and realize that anarchy is the only way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was like the whole time I'm like going, oh, dude, maybe on a local level you can probably do that. But that's uh, you're fighting an uphill battle right there. I appreciate that he's, he, you know, brought out the conversation, though. Yeah. I mean, he's putting some work into it. Yeah. Well, it, it was just funny because now that you listen to him, like post crowdfunded government. Yeah. 
you can you can just hear it like his guy he's like he's reaching he's like i don't know i don't, I don't, I, don't, I, don't I got nothing it's like none of this makes any sense anymore i'm just <laughs> i like talking to you people <laughs> isn't that where we've this. all been though like late, i mean lately in particular but <laughs> what yeah. am i doing again what do i believe why am i here what are we doing <laughs> yeah and he was also oh, yeah, a trip right. at, at the first childerberg too so i mean he had that uh the last morning so he just kind of got up looked around for a little bit and he drove around in his car once came back and then told everybody all right well it was a pleasure seeing everybody i'll, I'll see you later he took off i was, I was like okay all right ted bye <laughs> hey rebel we gotta take a break buddy train by day joe rogan podcast by night all day Maybe later. No one listens when you say taxation. Uh, these guys again. Not finding what you want in a podcast? Check out peacefreaks.com. Join Nikki P and Lizzie Picone every week with a brand new episode. Okay, and we're back. Good old Theodore. Yeah. I just like that he's a Theodore, you know. It's a good, strong American name. Yeah, Theodore. What's that? What's sure. That? What's that, Kumar? What's it got, like, ten O's or five U's? <laughs> uh, somebody watched Harold and Kumar recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've watched it in ages. I almost got ran over in a... One. Yeah, I almost got ran over in a parking lot from uh, Harold when they were filming... Really? Uh, yeah, when they were filming the second one in uh, Shreveport. And uh, he was pulling around the corner in a grocery store parking lot, and I nearly got ran over by him. Wow. Yeah. John Cho? Yeah. Looked right in there. I was like, oh, look, it's Sulu. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (sighs) He's he's going to forever be be Harold to me. Yeah. 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 I I just remember him from this very short-lived series that was basically Pygmalion. Um, Yeah, it just did did not go over well. That's all my favorite series, like, did half a season and then got canceled. Was, yeah. I don't know. You know what else he's famous for? Whatever. What's that? Uh, he was the kid in the uh, American Pie movie that said, dude, the chick's a milf. <laughs> okay. That's so long ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's something I to put for, on your I remember CD. for a while they were trying to make him, like, the world's sexiest man. I mean. Really? I think yeah. they always try with everybody, don't they? I mean, well, they tried to make Steve Carell sexy for a minute there. Yeah, that was after he had lost a whole I'm, bunch of weight, though. It was like the true. first season of of The Office. I mean, he was he was chunky. Mm. Well, and then I mean, you look at him post The Office when he was doing all those indie comedies. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. About about the forty year old dude trying to like get past divorce or whatever the hell it is. What's that one? What's got him and the dude from The Notebook that I liked? Oh, uh, Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. It's a great movie. No, I mean, and I have always found him attractive because I like squidgy people, but, you know, he he's not Brad Pitt, whatever people ever saw in Brad Pitt. I don't know, but he, no, he's, he's not nice. that guy. He's not an ugly dude, though. No, not yeah. at all. No, he's passable. Solid seven, I would say. <laughs> Brad Pitt's always been an interesting one for me because, like, I... 
he, they clearly do a lot of airbrushing on him because I know he's got a fairly pocked face. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, he's so wrinkly now, too. So. <laughs> he has been through some stuff. Yeah. So they're watching, What's in uh, the box? Yeah, really. What's in the box? So they're watching Once Upon, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I was like, why is he trying to play somebody who's in his 30s? He's obviously 56 in this. <laughs> is that yeah. is that what that movie was about? Yeah, he was like trying to play like the uh, a slightly older stunt double for Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, guy. So I guess he was like trying to be somewhere like mid thirties, early forties, or something like that. But his yeah, face—I mean, awesome. it's like it's all wrinkled. It's it's like there's there's no ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> I don't know. He was in he was in one of my favorite movies, which has one of my favorite scenes. Johnny Swade. <laughs> No, no, not Johnny Swade. Uh, what the? What is it there that I love it, Liz? It's the the scene is Christopher Walken and uh, oh, what's his Dennis Hopper? Oh, freaking uh, True Romance! Yeah, he was to, in True Romance. Take me back for a minute there. He's in it for like a split second. He's a stoner, and like they smash into his apartment, out of his apartment. He's like in it for like well, I don't know, thirty seconds maybe. Oh, okay. He's just back when. He's a stoned guy sitting on a couch. Yeah. Pretty sure that's that's true romance. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. So I know like Val Kilmer played like Elvis for like a brief second in that movie. There's so much really? weird, so much weird shit in that movie. Yeah. Oh, Uncredited. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So we've uh, broached into the movie trivia portion of the show. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to go that way. Yeah, it is. There. Especially when you notice mm-hmm. uh, background stuff that's going on and. Nobody else catches it. <laughs> like I've made yeah. reference to uh, the original Red Dawn when uh, Zed's up there giving his uh, speech and it's, uh, you know, Patrick Swayze is like trying to stick his hands in his pocket for the jacket. And it's like an entire minute of him trying to put his <laughs> he hand can't in do his, it. He, he can't do it. And That's I'm amazed hilarious. that it made the final cut, because at some point, if I was the director, I'd be like, cut. What are you doing with your hands? Yeah, you don't have a better take of this. <laughs> And I would like to make sure everyone understands. I am correct. Floyd Penn is the character, and oh, Brad Pitt. Yo, know, you were over there googling. Is that what that was? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm Long pause while Nick's googling. Yeah. So I had to <laughs> fill some airtime with a Patrick Swayze uh, anecdote. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So we got. I was so excited. Um, my favorite song to perform with uh, Big Love, which is my one acoustic duo, is. Uh, it's our Swayze crazy song. Swayze we, uh, crazy. we, we, it, 100% our, our favorite, my favorite song to play with us is we go out and we do, she's like the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we, we have, over, we have overwritten the shtick to that song. <laughs> we, we did it this, uh, we did it a couple weeks ago at a private party in, in Pittsburgh. And like, oh my God, like there were so many drunk people trying to do the, uh, the fucking, the, oh, scene. the, the lift the lift oh my gosh and oh my god they were landing on their asses like i got people barreling into me on stage i'm trying to play guitar during it it was it was just the the, the moment that you want it to be sounds like a party yeah and like i'm we're still like overly emotional with like the, the delivery of it <laughs> well I you also, have to be i've got like a whole i've got like a whole david bowie shtick i work into it <laughs> because it opens it up like the same as a you know a space uh oddity oh, okay so it's a it's, little uh, bit uh, taking a little bit of uh, elements from the Dan Band, where they do like nothing but. Chick oh songs. no! I mean, yeah. 
that's not that's not what we I mean we're <laughs> with our thing like we're we're almost exclusively 90s R&B and hip hop if we're given the option <laughs> yeah like we we're we're ass shaking music which is hilarious for an acoustic band um but you know we've got super tight harmonies which works on that one and like we're both just like really really <laughs> digging deep laying it on thick Oh yeah, like it's it's just there to to be funny. I mean, the thing is, is that like if you're going to have such a small thing, anyways, you have to focus on the comedy. And let's also just address the fact you got two fat white guys singing a bunch of uh, black people music from the '90s. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. In uh, stand up, uh, we called that act out. So, <laughs> okay, glad to know. Yeah, and, and the thing, the key is learning. Learning, I guess learning who we were in our, in our, our system. And then learn, cause, cause like when you're performing, like you're always playing a character, even if it is just music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we'll take that from like, I'm a different, I'm a different character when I'm with John than I am when I'm by myself or with Don. Oh, for sure. Like, cause, cause in big love, I'm trying to amplify John's personality. And then kind of like my approach to, my personality when I'm doing the solo thing is I'm just is flat as can possibly be. Yeah. And like trying to really try and piss off my, my, my customer base. Okay. You know, really push them outside their comfort zone, harass them whenever possible. That works sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And then just yep. give them the, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can do that. There's it does a... seem to work. It seems to be the only way I can make it work. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, there was a a Me? local band here in uh, Baton Rouge. Uh, every now and then, uh, the guitar player would throw a yellow flag, and he had like a referee's uh, shirt on. Okay. He, yeah, and he would call penalties for the songs. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> like this song is so bad. Penalties. Yeah, he would like. Uh, no drummer came in too early on that section. <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah that is pretty funny i i would be throwing penalties at the audience for what they ask for oh yeah he, yeah yeah he would. would do that too he's like chick in the front has <laughs> way too small of boobs get her in the back <laughs> yeah he would he would it was crazy nice i mean it's but that only, works in a bar though yeah it's the one thing that i can kind of guarantee like i, I know i can play an asshole i can do that <laughs> like it's the role i was crafted for why fight it <laughs> i was molded yeah. I was molded by assholedom. Yeah. I get it. No, that's, that's I'm molded by Dagos. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the Sicilian part of it. It's uh, if we're not busting balls with each other, you know, <laughs> pretty much. Gotta love that stuff. So, so I'm curious as a, as a parent and family man yourself, what are, what are things that would interest you to, to hear about on a podcast? Uh, pretty much the, you know, just getting through the day with them sometimes because, uh, <laughs> yeah, cause there's sometimes where I just, you know, just want to throw my 11 year old through a plate glass window and say, oh, that's gosh. what you get for your mouth. And, and then there's other days it's like, OK, uh, little now four year old girl, please let's stop being a barnacle on daddy's arms. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just it's so fun because uh, I would never imagined for a minute when I was 18 that I would be a dad of two. Uh, and especially adopting out of foster care, you know, cause now I'm literally dealing with other people's kids, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, every day is something different and, uh, I got to check myself every now and then, 
because they uh, they do their best to uh, push my buttons. But it, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's all good. They well, do well, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I love when I have those conversations with our kid, and I'm like, "You're trying to piss me off right now." And she's like, "Yeah, I am. I don't know why." I'm like, "Okay, cool. <laughs> That's cool. Whatever." I I find that she. I don't know. It, it, we we clearly have a different relationship with her than than you have with her. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. <laughs> um, and I guess I also like like while I while I've been asked, Paul, I'll threaten to do terrible things. I would never actually do a terrible thing, right? <laughs> um, and I don't. She doesn't. I don't feel like she ever tries to push my buttons. Well, no, she knows who the real soft touch is. That's what it is. <laughs> She's like, that's the guy who doesn't cry and yeah. doesn't, doesn't want to put up with any shenanigans. It's probably best to just not try anything with it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to see how short that fuse actually is. Yeah. Right. He's, he, <laughs> we just won't do that. It's he's fine. the guy that yells at me whenever I'm crying and says, stop crying. Why are you doing that? Think about it. <laughs> Why can't you logic your way out of this? <laughs> I could just see Nikki over there just, just standing over. I was like, is there a time limit on this pity party? That's actually not, not entirely uh, inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, it's Generally not. about how that works. <laughs> it's like, Irma, what are you crying about? Do you know? Stop, Do you know stop crying. crying. Just, just calm down. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. I'm not yelling at you. I just want you to think about what you're doing. Figure it out. Do you need help with that? Irma, please stop crying. <laughs> no one's mad. How are you crying if no one's mad? No one's yelled. What are you crying about? <laughs> now I'm mad. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I don't know. I have weird things about crying. You do. It's okay. Everybody's yeah, got their weird hangups. Yeah, that's a guy thing. Because when we see women crying, it's like, oh, it, it's broken. I must fix. <laughs> <laughs> fix. Cry. Turn it off and on again. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Reset. That it's Reset. Even that. It's just like. <laughs> There's there's no reason to do it. It solves nothing. Yeah. Why waste, why waste your time doing it? It's so illogical. Well, then there is a YouTube video for you. That's called "It's Not About the Nail." Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, what, what's this about? All right, so it's a guy and a girl sitting on a couch, and she's talking about her problems. And then she turns, and then we notice she has a nail stuck in the middle of her forehead. And the guy is like, uh, he's like, you know, this. Uh, you know, that's a nail in the middle of your forehead. I can just pull it out and we'll be done with it. <laughs> and the whole time she's going, it's not about the nail. Okay. Well then I'm just going to start hanging things on the nail. <laughs> okay. If you're going to give me back, you're going to give me bullshit. We'll make it useful. Right. <laughs> start and hanging my ties on your face. How about that? And at one part of the video, he's like, uh, she's, she goes, there's always this pressure. And then she's like hovering around where the nail is stuck in the middle of her forehead. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. And before he he then thinks about it, he goes, that, that sounds tough. And she goes, thank you for listening. (laughs) Cause that's, that's all. Yeah. All you want. I know it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, you can, there you go. Apologize. I just refuse to let it be. (laughs) I know. You're going to fix the problem, or we're going to find some way to fix it. Yeah. Well, no, and and our relationship works because I I don't have 
a lot of energy for any of that stuff. So I'm like, if I'm if I'm having a crap day, I'm going to melt down and then I'm going to get over it and fix the problem. Well, no, no, no. You're going to have your meltdown like three days later when you find out that you were having a crap day because you spent the last three days trying to decide how you felt about that day. Maybe. That's, that's, that might be that's, more accurate. That's the difficulty of me and Liz is because I, I, I am always taking stock of myself. Mm-hmm. And I am very, very in touch with how I feel about things pretty much at all times. Liz is less in touch with how she feels about things. And I'm so, just trying to get the, the stuff done, the stuff that has to be done, done. And then, you know, just, she's in a perpetual state of processing her emotions. <laughs> and I just want to get rid of them and move past them. So I have to deal with them now. Yeah. So if we can get like well, a live so- progress bar on Liz, that'd be great. <laughs> it, would, right. it would be awesome if I could just I'd be go, looking oh. at it just like everybody else like oh really like, okay like Liz you've spent the past week like killing yourself trying to figure out you know trying to figure out this problem like do, deal with this issue why don't you just stop and think about why the fuck it happened in the first place and then address that <laughs> as opposed to constantly retreading the same path figuring out why you feel like crap about this thing you know you could just do all the work now and be done with it as opposed to waiting a week yeah <laughs> fair enough but she has many other qualities that I, I love dearly. So it can't be that family. easy being our kid because, you know. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, we're, we're, we're a parenting show for freaks because we are both freaks. Like, there's no, no way around it. Like, yeah. I wasn't going to be able to make a parenting show for normal people because I'm not one of those. <laughs> At least by common standards. So Yeah. Like, I, I treated my kid like it was a cat for most of its life. <laughs> No, not most of its life. Just until she started talking. Okay, so whatever. One and a half, two. <laughs> <laughs> she might have started talking earlier just because of that. I, I think she I think she did, and I think that's why she does talk the way that she does. <laughs> she talks a lot, and she talks. And she's she very articulate very, for uh, her age. Well, yeah, like, not yeah. her age. Because she knew she wasn't going to get, you know, the communication if she didn't. So. Yeah, Dad has no affection for anything that can't talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my if little you, girl is also a motor mouth, and it's uh, she will if, go on. And then if I say something like I misheard it, and she goes, "No, that's not what I'm saying." And I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> oh, that's my favorite game to play with Irma. Yeah, is to is to sit there and repeat back nothing that she said. Oh, so you're also a fan of the pronoun game? <laughs> <laughs> What's the pronoun game? Let's hear this. <laughs> All right, so it's when the little kid is starting to explain something, but not actually using the the real name for it. So instead, it's always pronoun. Well, it's this thing, and it's over there, and it's with them. And it's like, all right, who's them? Who? What? What is it? <laughs> yeah, you gotta specify, kid. Yeah. Oh no, I'm 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 way worse. Liz will say, or Irma will say, Dad, can we can we go get some nuts at the store? Nuts and at I'll the say, store. Look, Irma, we don't have flavors galore. I don't know what that is. What are you trying to talk about? Is this is this a brand or something? Like, what is what is flavors? No, Daddy, I said nuts at the store. Well, look, Irma, we don't have any dragons on the floor. Can we? Can you get this conversation to make sense to me, please? I mean, you're going to find out when she's like 18 that she just thought you were half deaf her entire life. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure she, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure she's deaf, but whatever. <laughs> it's all those metal concerts when she was, yeah. she was tiny, in, you know. In the womb. Yeah. 
or all of the goldfish when she was a baby. <laughs> Just can't stand right next to the stack, you know? Yeah. It's bullshit. I like, I like to freak my kids out every once in a while. I was like, you're going to have to repeat that in my good ear. Dad's had too much rock and roll music, explosions, and machine gun fire. Just look, I think my dad's a secret agent. <laughs> Keep him guessing until Your the grandma's end. grandma's a secret agent. There you go. Okay, that is that is definitely a goal. No one's going to ever know really what was going on. Right. <laughs> How's your grandmother doing, by the way, Liz? Right. I swear she's a spy. Well, because she told you she was a spy. Oh, see? There you go. Million dollar uh, comedy movie right there. Yeah, right? Oh, my gosh. Secret Agent Nanny. They, already, they, they already made that movie. They already made that movie? Undercover yes. Grandpa? No, no, not at all. What, what is it? It's the Little Red Riding Hood movie. Oh, you're right. You're right. Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. That's the basic premise behind Hoodwinked. Yeah, it kind of is. Her grandma's an extreme skater or extreme professional extreme sports person slash uh, secret like age. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a little element of that in Napoleon Dynamite. As remember, the their aunt had a life that she, that they knew nothing about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> movie's so weird. <laughs> I don't bizarre. entirely understand that movie. Uh, and then I wrap it all up with the secret uh, ending after the credits. Yeah. Where Kip got married Which to LaFonda. LaFonda. Uh, my favorite. I geeked out so hard in theaters when she hands him or hands Napoleon the cassette from her cousin. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin did this song. And then like it's it's Canned Heat by fucking Jamiroquai. And I'm right. losing my shit. Because <laughs> that's your jam right there. All Jamiroquai is my jam. Yeah. Big floofy it's fur just, hat. Dancing okay. on a treadmill. The, yeah. The worst thing is that like that that hat is not even like the craziest shit he's ever worn. Like you get into like a couple like a couple albums later, like he's got like these giant, just enormous like uh Indian headdresses and stuff with fucking lights shooting out of them. Like he he goes so batch insane. Like cuz that was the whole point like uh his the band was named after the Iroquois Indians. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense, yeah. It's combining the word jam with Iroquois. He's obsessed with them. Yeah, he's British odd. too, isn't he? Yes, he's very British. Yes. So yeah. British, it hurts. Good old JK. <laughs> yeah. Right. I would love to meet him. He. They also. They also. He. He's like in the Guinness Book of World Records for the high. The highest concert ever. Okay. Because they they performed in a Learjet. Oh, interesting. And I'm pretty sure he was probably pretty stoned when it happened. <laughs> so he was high. He had like an extra so couple feet. Being too, double right? entendre yeah. there. <laughs> well, if you go back and you watch all their early videos, I mean, they're just fucking stoner music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Return of the Space Cowboy. There's just weed fucking leaves flashing everywhere in the video. <laughs> yeah, like, I would like to know where because... where some of these people got their weed from because I never experienced any of that stuff. Mm. what do you mean it was like okay uh, i just feel really good a little moment of panic now i'm hungry oh <laughs> that was about it yeah <laughs> yeah it never did anything for me either i i don't understand the attraction but there oh, you guys must have something about you where you just don't do hallucinogen <laughs> <laughs> granted acid was a far stronger hallucinogen and i prefer that mm-hmm. but i mean i'd go on adventures with, like, with weed they'd just be like not as potent adventures you know like yeah 
I'd be like, I'd be like climbing in, in and out of the music I was listening to in my headphones, kind of shit. Mm. Okay. Now with acid, I'd be climbing in and out of my my own like extremities <laughs> while listening to music. That's what the inside of my finger feels like. This is great. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought I was a spirograph for an hour. That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't weird, want to be a yeah? That was a weird night. Yeah, the only I time to a cat for a yeah, only time I ever got it was uh, <laughs> trying to push up the walls because they were melting. Uh, that was it. <laughs> oh no! My I had a friend who had werewolves uh, that's, behind his wallpaper. That's not good. No, see, that sounds like a bad trip, or yeah. however it you was, say that. That's... It was. He 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 ate way too much of that chocolate bar. Oh wow! Yeah, that's almost unfair it putting a, it in chocolate. It, Know, he right? he didn't realize that it was a one of those kind of chocolate bars. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, a couple of days later, eventually came out of that trailer. But wow! Well, like I used to have that shit before I ever had ever touched drugs. <laughs> oh yeah, just <laughs> random hallucinations. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like my my girlfriend in college turning into a fucking you know reptilian alien, a green, as you'd put it. Uh, somebody called David Ike. And then, I I know, hid right? my clo- and then I hid my closet for a couple couple days. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> that bitch is a fucking lizard. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was. I saw the ship. You should look her up. <clears throat> uh, no. And then you get married. <laughs> then you get married to a You're chick like, named no. Liz. It yeah, all right? makes sense now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, do all reptilians have asses like that? Sure. Why not? Is that a selling point? It's a selling point. <laughs> I thought. I thought. I assumed they'd have tails. Yeah, you would think. You would think. That was another one of the stupidest things I've ever seen on the internet. Was a picture of two dinosaurs trying to do it. It was like somebody lied. There's no way these creatures can <laughs> can multiply. It's like this makes no sense. You got cardboard cutouts. Wouldn't they be? Wouldn't they be? Uh, they're, they're egg layers, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they just drop the egg and somebody comes by and fertilizes it? I don't know. It could be. I mean, you could also be that they have like the horse thing where, yeah, they're, they have an awkward body and then 40 feet of cock. Yeah. That just fucking yeah. unrolls and they just kind of stuff it wherever. Yeah. Nobody's ever actually seen a dinosaur dog. At least not to my it's knowledge. It's true. Yeah. They probably wouldn't fossilize as well. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what I would imagine, how do, how do chickens do it? Yeah, exactly. Chickens do it all the time. I've yeah. never fucking seen the chicken's dick. I'm assuming the chickens have dicks. So, I know ducks have that weird corkscrew thing. Yeah, so much so that we even have to ask which came first, the chicken or the egg. So, Yeah, so there you go. Is that why we asked that question? Because we've never seen a chicken dick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it always comes here with you. Look, I, I don't know how it always comes there with me, Liz, but <laughs> but every conversation tends to end on fornication, yes. Yes. Perhaps because I'm thinking about it all the time. There you go. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and drop it off right there. Why don't you guys uh, throw, it, throw out all your uh, plugs and whatnots? Uh, PeaceFreaks.com. You can spell it either way you like. Frequency mm-hmm. or you can spell it with uh, the word freak, like me. Can I spell it with a PH? Uh, I can go buy it right now if you want to. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I missed one. <laughs> uh, a chink in the armor. I, 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 
I didn't I didn't think that anyone would get that far down the list of ways you could spell freaks, but uh sure. <laughs> Better nab it before I, I Tom Woods gets it. Own it. <laughs> right. All right, you two. It's always fun talking to you. Yeah. Liz, it was nice. Thanks uh, for having us on, Eric. Having you come out of your shell a little bit. Totes. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, guys. Next time, just talk Lord of the Rings, and she'll never shut up. Well, that that might be uh, Liz and I's uh, next uh, podcast conquest. Is we'll just go chapter by chapter. Oh and snap! We'll, Don't yeah. tempt me, bro. <laughs> we'll start off I, with I'm the Silmarillion, and we'll we'll just go from there. <laughs> she she's read probably every piece of like analysis on every one of those books. On top yeah. of reading those books every year, pretty much once a year. You got to like them. Got to go through them. What are you going to do? Get into some of the side stuff with Baron and Luthien and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) All right. Okay, folks. I'm I'm, I'm out of this conversation. You know, I was one too deep on me. (laughs) Nick's over there like, all right, tapped. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. We talk about dead bodies and fornicating again. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. We'll we'll dedicate an entire episode to it. (laughs) I I can do it. We're good. Desecration of a corpse. (laughs) All right, man. Take it easy, Eric. All right, take it easy. All right, folks, and there they go. Nikki P and Liz, the Peace Freaks. Spell it any way you like. Maybe PH by the time this comes out. Uh, If you guys could, uh, you'll find all those links down below in the show notes, which I know you're reading, right? Right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, If you could, leave a rating and review on the old iTunes, because uh, guess what? A lot of my listeners listen on iTunes. And so if I want to get it in front of new eyeballs, then you guys got to leave a rating and review. And it doesn't really matter what kind of review that you leave. I will read it. It could be funny. It could be serious. You could tell me I suck. One star, zero stars, five stars. It doesn't matter. Uh, if you could also go down to the uh, show notes and look at all the different ways that you can help support this content creator. Uh, I have a Teespring store. I sell uh, T-shirts, coffee mugs, hats. Got all kinds of good stuff on there. Just dropped a new one in the uh, in the store, and it's called uh, "I Ain't Got Time for Mental Illness Today." So it's <laughs> kind of a jab at some people, but uh, I think it was kind of funny. Uh, also, I got the uh, the PayPal's, the Patreons, the subscribe stars, the float, all different kinds of ways, cash app even that you can support the show. So click on all those links, check them out. Anyways, guys, we'll come at you next week with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. <laughs>